Hello, welcome everybody to the War Report. I just came back from skateboarding and I didn't hurt myself, so that is a positive <laughs> in my book. <laughs> and I am joined by a special guest because we're going to do predictions for NXT Halloween Havoc. Yes. My homie, J5. What's up? This is, I haven't done this show since I was filling in. Yeah. The, <laughs> in between. <laughs> what, what was it, like four months ago? No, it wasn't four months ago. It was a year ago. It was a year ago. Oh. It was uh, right. It was right before. I want to say it was like September-ish or something like that. Or was it? It was. It was before you. You took on the. You and MJ took on the the reins. I think it was actually before MJ took on the reins, and then you you hopped on after. Mm. I don't even. I don't even think I've guessed no. it on the show. No, there there there's been a time where you guessed it before. I can't. Where, I'm trying to. Oh, I'm trying I filled to. In, I filled in. I filled in one time. Yeah. I I'm trying in. to remember which show it was, but it had Sean Spears on it. <laughs> That's yes. all I remember. <laughs> well, it was around on. the time. It was around the time me and Sean Spears were, were beefing. <laughs> the beef never dies, bro. Yeah. But uh, this is a show so, where so we you, talk. You're skateboarding. You're skateboarding, Cyrus, and I know you. You're not the most durable guy on the face of the planet. Oh. I just say that much. <laughs> What were you doing out there, skateboard? Uh, just, uh, just for some background information, I've had two spinal surgeries, so uh, <laughs> that's that's where I'm at right now. Uh, right now, I was just skating, just skating around, because the last thing I wanted to do was bust my ass, come here, and record, and be mad that I fell. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got the new board that came in not too long ago, and. It's completely different from the uh, the penny board that I use currently, or I was using before. So I just wanted to like get the feel of it again. And I have a full length board for you. I need to send it to you. You ended up getting a skateboard before I could like send this off to you, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you. What's because... What's gonna happen when you send that? I'm going to take the wheels and the trucks off the current board that I'm using, and I'm just gonna use it as a display. Yeah. And then I'm gonna use the one that uh, that you sent. I'm just. Right now, I'm just trying to get back into the feel of it. It's been like seven years since I skated, like on an actual skateboard. So I'm just trying not to bust my ass. <laughs> Mid twenty skateboarder for real. Yeah, I try. I tried to do a manual, and I was just like, "All right, let's let's cut it out." <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> Please don't. I and, and you know, for everyone listening, I beg Cyrus every single day. You know, we are we are heavy, heavy Tony Hawk players right now. I beg him every day to please not do it. I, I want to get in touch with his mother and tell her to, <laughs> to stop him before he goes out to do this because at the end of the day, you're needed on the show. You're needed in my life. You're needed in a lot of these listeners. <laughs> we want to make sure. I'm not going to die skateboarding. All right, bro. <laughs> I'm well, just saying, bro. What's gonna What's happening right now is that I'm just trying to get a feel for it. I'm just trying to get back into it. It, it has to do the uh, the test to CVS. That is the true test. Oh my and god. Then, How far uh, is CVS? CVS, I would say, is like seven blocks away. Not that far. Okay. Does anyone look at you? Hey, look at that on the skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to the barber shop. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> when I went to my barber shop and he was just like, oh shit, well, because uh, I, I was still riding the smaller board and he was just like, damn, you tall as shit. You riding this tiny thing? And he was just like, man, back in the day that <laughs> Oh man, hit you with one of those. Yeah, he he hit me with the back of the day. I used to be able to do a kickflip, and that was it. And, I, and you know what? I believed him. 
<laughs> it's so crazy that like how the perception changed because when <clears throat> you know when I was younger, I don't want to give away my age too much, but it wasn't that wouldn't have been the reaction you got. You know, like <laughs> before Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One came out. I was interested in it, you know, afterwards I, I joined the boom just like everyone else in the early 2000s. It was looked it was looked down upon. So I mean seeing people like yourself and a lot of different, you know, young African Americans attaching to this still and, and even mm. you know, getting bigger during these times is like makes me feel good because again, you don't have to be like a certain thing and you don't have to, you know, like a yeah. certain certain type like, of, of your, your blackness is not being like questioned just because you skateboard, you know, and that's cool. Yeah, so uh, your 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 blackness will be put into question if you get hurt. So <laughs> if you get if I get hurt, then it's just like, damn, you kind of trash. Leave, 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 leave it to the white man. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Leave it to leave it to Bucky Mason. Man. Like, <laughs> don't, don't fucking leave that shit to fucking Tyshawn Jones. You're not you're not him, bro. What's when I, when I get my helmet and my knee pads? You know my protection. Then I'm all in. Don't wear it. Well, here's the thing: if you wear that, they're for sure gonna call you a lame. I don't give a shit. I got. I went, exactly through, I, I went through two spinal surgeries. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Uh, with that said, let, let's get into in the trenches. Last week, I said, you know, AEW doesn't really get into the news a lot you know a lot of publications oh kind of just like stray away from talking about aew in like in a negative or like a negative even, light or reporting not even it negative. not even negative just a constructive just yeah constructive. so a lot of articles are just like what other wrestlers are saying and nothing like truly critical but i scraped and got what i found interesting to come out of aew this week but we're just going to touch a little bit, a little bit on uh, NXT UK, where they filed a whole bunch of trademarks for some names. So I guess this means that they're going to like be kind of like on the indies less. Now there there kind of isn't an indies currently, but I guess they're going to start uh, these NXT UK wrestlers are finally going to start getting their bag with uh, their names being trademarked. Who, who's the name? What were the names? Uh a lot of names were uh, anybody that's kind of like featured on the show currently, but Ginny, Ginny, Flash Morgan Webster, Piper Niven, Dragonoff, uh, Isla Dawn, and a whole bunch of other male competitors. It's like 16 names. I didn't want to like put it all here. It's so shocking mm-hmm. that they're just now doing this. <laughs> yeah. well, what have you been doing for the past two years? These, these people, some of these people have been on for at least two and a half, three years at this point. When, mm-hmm. when the NXT UK start up, like the show was two years ago, the actual brand was like a year before that. So this yeah. is like three years that y'all have been just chilling, like not having anything. Like they could have just dipped <laughs> off and you could have done anything. That's so crazy. Right. And I I guess they they kind of just like had that freedom during that time where they can mm-hmm. still do, uh, what is it? RPW, Progress, uh, w, uh, WXW and stuff like that. But since they're kind of not active, I guess this was like the perfect time to kind of just like benefit on that. So it is what it is. Good for them. Yeah, definitely. Get the bag. I know a lot of people are probably, you know, a lot of people might be upset like, oh, no, you can't use the name anymore when you leave. It is what it is. And honestly, I think Ginny might actually be like her real name. (laughs) 
that's that's bad. <laughs> that's like that's like like you know when you were a kid you used to think that was their real names. Like I used to mm-hmm. think like like if I was a kid I would think Adam Cole was this nigga's real name. Like oh wow, <laughs> hey Adam, oh. like, saying, like what the <laughs> yeah, Jenny's her real name. So if she leaves at some point and she can't use her real name, that's kind of crazy. Unless she uh she does like a reverse Cody where it's just like now she uses her full name. Well, yeah. Well, just her last name, just added her last name. That, that, that's yeah. That would work too. I would just rather she just change the whole shit. I feel like the <laughs> the Rhodes last name only works when you're like a, a Flair or a, you know a Austin or like a Johnson. Mm-hmm. Or like that's the only time that would work. Yeah, but uh, that's enough. Not much has really happened on NXT uh, on the NXT side this week. But now we're gonna get into the AEW stuff, starting with Joy Janela coming into contact with somebody with COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joy Janela and GCW ran a event called the Collective. Call call it a super spreader event if you want, <laughs> but this event it was highly irresponsible. And I understand that wrestlers want to get their bag and want to get their money, but this is highly irresponsible. And then coming out of that event. Wrestlers were just like, "Don't tell me to quarantine." Who? I I missed that part. Who said not to not to, to um the quarantine? Faye, Faye Jackson was one of the people that was just like, "We are grown folks. You can't tell us what to do. We'll quarantine if we want to." Oh my god! Now <laughs> she she may have quarantine, but the whole like, "Don't tell me what to do" when people are kind of just being concerned for your health and the well-being of others it's kind of insane (laughs) and now uh wrestler aj gray tested positive for covid and he was saying like i didn't know i tested positive until i did the test or like my results came back and i was just like that's kind of how it works yeah problematic and here's the thing like just because you tested Monday, you could have had it throughout yeah, that whole weekend. I, I think I think that he just completely did not understand uh, what the hell or how this works. And I think that that goes for a lot of these uh, of these wrestlers. Like, think about the the amount of wrestlers that hang out together all within that area. Mm-hmm. Think about how many how much that has spread throughout everything. Like, I believe Joy Janela's girlfriend works at NXT. And I believe that uh, you know a couple other people there are like are, are friends. I think I think Adam Cole is back to quarantining himself because Britt Baker has been back on um, Dynamite lately, right? So mm-hmm. he he hasn't shown up on NXT <laughs> in a minute as well. So you know, like th- there is so many people that come into contact with with this you know people that potentially have it. And you know, I, I liked what John Moxley said. Um, I believe it was, I don't know what podcast it was, but he said that he got his own hotel room. He got his own things. He all, he was in and out. He didn't, he didn't talk. Mm-hmm. He didn't hang. He didn't chill. He was in and out. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, damn well, these people were going to go to the, the, the hotel and the restaurants and they were chilling and all that shit. Oh, definitely. Cause if you're, if you're even allowed to host a wrestling event this huge, I, be, I believe, uh, where, where was the collective? If it's Florida, there's nothing more to be said. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, they were out and out and about and stuff like that. And I'm just confused on how, like, why would you not take a test in advance? And if you test positive, you will pull yourself out. I understand the bag, but, you know, 
you're putting people at risk, and that's pretty shitty. It was uh, Indiana. Oh, it looks like uh, it looks like she deleted that quarantine tweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember. I'm not crazy, people. I remember well, what me, I saw. Me and uh, me and Mills talked about this at length uh, on the A Show this week, and, and we really just feel as though. This was just so ill-advised. Even if, and the thing is, you knew when you saw George Ellis tweet talking about, "Oh, we had football length distancing and all this other stuff," and I was like, and, and then you see gifts of the show, and then you see people who are like two seats apart. Yeah, no mask. They're brawling. They're brawling in the outside. For for Bloodsport, they had like more than like eight people in the ring at once with John Moxley as well. And I'm surprised he's not quarantined, but. It is what it is. Actually, he wasn't on the show this week, so he was on the show a week ago. Or a yeah, two weeks ago, it looks like. So um, it, it, it's just, it's you know, I'll say the same thing here. I said there. I understand you got to get the bag, but please protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Please stay like. And the thing is, if WWE and AEW are having their own issues with quarantining, you think indie promotions are going to be any better than that? <laughs> Hell no. Because they, they don't AEW's have they don't have the money for that. And AEW's only beginning outbreaks because of people they've been letting do outside booking. So like no one here is clean. They need to all stop this. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, and if you thought if you thought WWE was bad, though it's the wild west out there. So mm-hmm. it is what it is on that. Uh, Sunny Kiss replaces Joey Janela in the tournament, and I love Twitter's reaction when Joey Janela got pulled, and they're just like, "Please don't put Sunny Kiss in the match. Please don't put Sunny Kiss in the match." And then, lo and behold, he was right. <laughs> like instantly, was put into the match, and I thought it made sense. Yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we'll talk about it in the Dynamite review. But yeah, he he's his tag partner, so why the fuck not? Uh, yeah. But next topic is Cody says that the third uh, the third hour of Dynamite will be coming soon. Uh, he says that it might not be a third hour of <laughs> even though it's, like <laughs> even though it says it's not a third hour of Dynamite, it not be it might not be on Dynamite. Like so, Dynamite not be uh, it might not be three hours. They might do one like something for an hour on a different day. Uh, and I'm just like, that's a different show. Yeah, and I'm just like so like what the, like are you gonna put AEW Dark on television or not? Nah? I honestly feel as though they should keep AEW Dark on YouTube. Yeah, because it allows them to get away with putting 16 matches on the show. Yeah, because and it allows a lot of people to get their, you know, get their checks. There's no commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, you're 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 allowed to see packages and stuff like that. Like, I think it, it will honestly work better there, and they should use that last hour as kind of like a remember like WWE Confidential and stuff like that. Like using it mm-hmm. to 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 further storylines that aren't on TV and, and hype people for the show. Like I feel like they should really just have it not be a wrestling show. Because here's the thing, we need we wouldn't need like. Another like I don't understand why AW is trying to squeeze in all these hours. I think the the fact that people love it so much is because it, it there is less content, there is less things yeah. to be upset about. With with WWE, you know, no one just picks one show to watch. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody everything. And everybody complains about like WWE being like eight, like eight or seven hours of content each week. It's an investment. 
It's an yeah. investment, and AEW is 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 considerably less of an investment. You don't have to watch Dark unless a Kenny <laughs> Omega don't. shows up, yeah, like, or or a Cody shows up, or somebody like and that you've seen on the TV shows up. And they're no longer doing that. And what you said about like uh, doing a confidential sort of thing—that's what AEW Dark used to be. They yeah. used to have video packages on there. They used to do like you know, recaps of what happened on the show last week. But now in this quarantine era, they just want to squeeze in like a fuck ton of matches. And I understand that you kind of want to be like the good person or like, you know, the good company and get a lot of these people paid. But less is a lot more. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I remember AEW way back when uh, Shauna was first being... uh, featured on dynamite and then they gave her a package like the next week on dark you know just like background information on her let's get more of that right you, right instead of just getting all these like throwaway enhancement talent that you will you know later on recruit or whatever let's stop it there so whatever this third show is hopefully it's what dark used to be yeah, they don't need. We don't need more wrestling. We need the characters that you have that aren't getting time to have yeah. their own place to do interviews and stuff like that. That'd, and, that'd be fine. Because people used to get really mad when Moxley or Kenny Omega would show up on Dark, but it was just like that made you watch. At le- and if it's not watched the full show, you at least watch that match. They should just bring it back, and yeah, then. Bring uh, Chris Jericho uh, once again talks about his WWE tenure, but uh, the the interesting things that he said in this uh, in this review, I mean uh, this podcast, which is the uh, uh, the Chris Van Vite, Chris Van Van Yeah, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but he talks about wanting to change his theme music a lot. And I don't know why you would want to change the uh, the iconic Break the Walls theme. Because, you know, he wanted to, like, uh, have uh, Fozzie do his theme like he did for New Japan. But uh, he talks about developing his own character. And uh, wait, before I get to the last point. <laughs> Writing stuff for AEW. And then talking about how scripted promos aren't great more shots at uh kind of the wwe thing but the interesting quotes here is where he says wwe is a great place to work but i grew out of it so what are what are are all these shots that's been done for the past year (laughs) yeah i again you know you had him talking with andrew yang as well this week talking about a whole bunch of bs and in this it's like Here's the thing. He did he did change his theme music before. The mm-hmm. King of My World theme for way back in in uh, attitude uh, the the ruthless aggression mm-hmm. era. Um people people didn't like it. It was bad. It was his heel theme. They didn't like it. It, it was it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Then the Fozzie thing I understand because WWE's not going to be paying Fozzie royalties for that shit. They're just not. <laughs> like it's this like the I I know how they do the the theme songs and stuff like that. The artists who do theme songs for WWE get paid very very little. That's why you see them do the Deaf Rebels and the CFOs, like because they have all encompassing contracts with this company. So, like at the end of the day, like that's whatever. But you know, going at, at, at scripted promos, I get it, I understand it. 
but there are very few people that are actually in this, you know, wrestling industry that can actually talk without a scripted promo. You could probably name them with both your hands. I'd say KO, Sami Zayn's really good. I think mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is very good. Um, I, I, Cena, I, of course. Cena, of course, is very, very good. You know, Adam Cole, I think, is very good. But actually, the thing is, I don't think Adam Cole is great at non-scripted promos. I think Adam Cole is great at delivering scripted promos. I think he's one of the guys that knows how to deliver a scripted promo and make it his own. So I can't really, mm-hmm. I can't call it with him, but I do think he's good on the mic. But again, there aren't many people that can do that can do so. And looking at what he does right now at AEW, he doesn't really do a spectacular job non-scripted either. So I think that's yeah. funny. Or uh, the creative process in general. Like When I was reading this interview, seeing what Jericho does when he has full creative control, maybe it was good to have somebody say no. Because <laughs> uh, he also suggests, like, you know, break the walls down, like, maybe have like a different version made by different artists he mentions like uh avenge sevenfold and i was just like that might yeah. that might have cost some bread <laughs> yeah, that was for sure gonna cost bread i mean they've mm-hmm. already done stuff for them they probably were like yo I, we still even really get paid off the punk deal so like fuck that shit. <laughs> listen man, i i i know some people who, who, who cut music with them it is a, it's a very tough contract to break it's it, again they're business they're a, they're, a, they're a company like there is very few very few concessions made for having fun <laughs> and, <that> was- <laughs> and yeah and that's having fun is basically like uh what he truly wanted to do because he also talks about like his uh sort of new japan run and sort of trying to reinvent his character once again and not having anybody to truly say no on that you get terrible things like the terrible makeup the pain maker the fedora, <laughs> the spike jacket, uh, it is just kind of crazy, you know, when you don't have anybody to truly rein back on those ideas. And I know a lot of people talk about Vince being this like all like almighty, like shut down all ideas kind of thing. But it's just like bouncing back between like ideas with somebody that isn't an ass kisser. Maybe it's for the best. Like yeah, I mean, having it, a yes man isn't always like you know. And you and the thing with Jericho is, I'll admit, sometimes a lot of the stuff he does does hit. Mm-hmm. It does hit, and you know, it's it's easy. He speak, he knows how to speak to his 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 demographic. Uh, no pun intended. But at the end of the day, some sometimes it, it doesn't hit, and when it doesn't hit, you really you get you, know, <laughs> you get some shit. <laughs> like that's all this show. But with that said, we're gonna transition into AEW. In singles competition as well. Oh, 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 oh. oh and a knee, the knee got right in there. The trigger city, man. He got him. And now Kenny. Oh. One winged angel. Oh, one. my God. Two. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. The winner of this match in Matt in the tournament, Kenny. Oh, uh, Oof. Oof. <laughs> I like to call this AEW clockwork. I think uh, we're back like it was a year ago, you know. Uh, The elite are beating people. (laughs) Jungle Boy gets clapped and Britt Baker is back. And there's some other things. But basically, like, this is the usual AEW show. And I don't think anybody's... Well, I don't think anybody truly gives AEW much criticism. <laughs> but 
the major thing on this show are the four tournament matches that took place. I think two of them are good. And one of them are truly overrated. And then one of them is just outright not great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like the squash, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> you like the... Let's get into that. I was going to start... Uh, it's the first one listed anyway. Uh, Omega versus Sunny Kiss, who is replacing Joey Janela. You liked it? Because I didn't. Uh, why didn't you like it? I didn't like it because people are saying that the cleaner is back. Right. The cleaner has never had squash matches like these. That is true. The cleaner, that match would have been about 25 if it was New Japan. <laughs> and that's what I... The cleaner is not back until I see a good 25 or 30 minute match between him and, you how know... About, how about we don't do a 25 minute... That's the cleaner. That's fair. That's fair. I, I I think that the one thing I didn't like about the match, I do not like this guy's uh, intro. He does not look cooler at all. Oh. He looks more like a dork. The the women at least thirty five feet away from him holding brooms. That's not that's not that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was it was really weird. I didn't like the music. I did like Justin Roberts, um, which I, it shocked me watching this. I was like, oh, oh, I mean, didn't he have his own speaking out controversy? Yes. Wow, interesting. <laughs> uh, no one mentions that, right? But uh, so he, you know, he had a pretty whatever entrance. But I thought that if this is his new character, maybe it's this, Cyrus. Maybe he's doing what he thinks he should be doing as the cleaner. But it's really just kind of upping the heel more. Like, like he's like delusional about really what it was that the fans wanted, and he's playing sarcastically what he thinks that the fans want to see. And maybe that's what he's doing. I like. I, I do like the thought of that. And I thought because that- the point is, the point is, you should be saying that. Like, you're absolutely right, Cyrus. That's mm-hmm. not the cleaner. That's what they want us to be saying. They're like, yo, that's not really what he used to do. He used to give people a chance. He used to yeah. try and like you know like because because the thing is I, and I, and the thing that I another thing I didn't like is that um, there was two moves in the match and I felt as though it was not deliberate as to if that was a cheap shot or not because that was meant to be a mm-hmm. cheap shot the V trigger was meant to be a cheap shot but it, it, either it wasn't sold correctly or there was just a timing issue or they maybe should have like they, they I guess they were just off right but the the, the yeah. was a cheap shot and that's not what the cleaner does yeah. When you put it like that, I am definitely more open to it, but not saying I hate it because my fantasy booking wasn't done right, but if Kenny Omega is going to turn into this sort of like delusional character and possibly needs guidance, maybe there is a cult that kind of needs somebody to up there, you know, sort of, uh, you know, stature on the card now that Brody Lee if no longer has jo- a championship. If he joins the Dark Order, I swear to God. <laughs> when I say it out loud, it sounds okay. <laughs> no, bro. No. He, but the thing is, I can definitely see him having his own freaking stable at this point, which... Do, do, I, what do you think they're going with Kenny now? Is he going to be a top heel, or is it is it just he's just going to be another heel? Because the thing is... He was never the top face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, from looking at the show, he's for damn sure not the top heel. So what's going on? I'm not going to look that far ahead. Okay. Because AEW 
is very weird in their booking. So right now, I just think that this is going to lead to the Hangman and Kenny match. And then they'll write it from there. <laughs> I like I, I always felt like this whole tournament was always just going to be something to prolong the Kenny and uh, the Kenny Omega and Hangman uh, page match. That's most likely going to happen at full gear. November seventh, uh, November seventh, but Ugh. I'm not I'm not going to think that far ahead as of right now because I'm sure they haven't truly even written that yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the uh, next match that we have is Hangman Page versus Cole Cabana. If you heard this show many times before, I'm not a fan of Cole Cabana. I don't know why they're still giving this guy you know, so much TV time when it could literally be given to anybody else. I like Hangman Page a lot, but he cannot make me care about Cole Cabana. No. Um, it was a nice showcase match for for uh, Page. We knew that the, the victor was never in doubt, and maybe that's why they chose Colt, because he can kind of create, well, not create doubt, but but have a pretty good match where he's selling a lot and, and kind of create some type of doubt, even though there might not have been any. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel as though this was not the best. Uh, I'm trying to be nice. This was not the best match. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just not a big fan of Cole Cabana. I just truly never been. So when he got signed to AEW, I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> um, next, what I felt was the best show. I mean, the best match on the show, Pentagon versus uh, Phoenix, which is... I thought I thought at first that oh this is like very uh, Lucha Underground match, like they they probably like had this match way many times in the past with oh, them absolutely. being part of PWG. And once I saw the the Canadian destroyer, I was just like yeah they're going full PWG. <laughs> yeah, I I said it in my notes. I said turning back the hands of time. They have done this thousands of times before. It is always good. And this was like no, mm-hmm. this was no difference. This was this was this was not a change. They had a great match. I mean, there's a sense of familiarity there. Of course, they're doing again like AEW loves to do fan favorite matches. Like these is this is a match that fans have wanted to see on national TV. Like this is mm-hmm. this is like the WCW cruiserweight moment for them. You know where they were able to show off all the crazy stuff that they couldn't do on network TV before on Lucha Underground, and they do it here. And I thought it, for it being you know brother versus brother, there was a lot of desperation, a lot of uh, a lot of you know effort here from both guys. And I'll agree that was it was definitely the best of all of the qualifying or not the qualifying, but the tournament round matches yeah. uh, on the show. I thought it was really good. Yeah, uh, Phoenix wins, but I was shocked at that. Were you shocked at that? If Phoenix no, Mm-mm. okay. When I because uh, they already did Kang, uh, they already did Kenny Omega and Pentagon Junior. Mm-hmm. So I, I I wasn't truly surprised that that's uh, one of the most overrated matches of of the last two or three years. Boy, is it! It was it just didn't deliver at all, and I I was I was all for it, and it it just didn't deliver. And then I also think that the uh, that Marty Scroll and Okada match was like even worse. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a good pay per view, and that was like the downfall of Marty Scroll. <laughs> I haven't seen that motherfucker since. <laughs> that motherfucker said, "Yeah, I'm gonna go 30. <laughs> <laughs> which resulted in Rey Mysterio only going like seven minutes. And they, I know they gave that motherfucker the bag. 
They won. Oh, they, they man. Dummy. Ray went dummy style in that match. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, let me get all my shit off. And then the, then the show ended. <laughs> Insane. But, uh, hey, man, I mean, uh, Phoenix injured his neck. Yes, he was knocked very, very loopy in the match. And I thought it was interesting that uh, they did not stop. There, there were two instances on the show, and they did not stop the show. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, so I don't know if Candy gets a bye. I don't I don't think they're going to do that. I think they might just run with the, uh, the, the, the squash. Pentagon. No, uh, Pentagon and uh, oh, okay. Omega. Oh, you know what? They could do a squash again. Yeah, they could do, I could do a squash. Just have them squash, uh, have them squash uh, Phoenix. Yeah, and it, it will make sense. I mean, uh, no, uh, if Phoenix if Phoenix is out, like out, out, mm-hmm. can't perform out, throw yeah. Pentagon in, do the squash, let Kenny move forward. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually with the squash, too. I, I think you, you continue to do that, continue to be like, hey, is this what y'all motherfuckers wanted? This is the cleaner that y'all was asking for, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love it if they if they did that that uh, that twist to his character, but you know, I, I mean, I think we know what the finals are going to be. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's <laughs> tough to to see or or or, or realize what that's going to be, but it just just make it not uh, try and make it not obvious. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're they're truly not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. The the final match of uh, of the four is Warlow versus Jungle Boy. Y'all know how I feel about Jungle Boy, <laughs> and it turns for Wardlow. I don't see what y'all guys are seeing anymore. Another another buff white dude. <laughs> I, I like. I'm not seeing it anymore. Why do they him, but not uh, but not Braun? Or the, why do they why do they love him but hate Braun Strowman? They're like the same. They're like the same motherfucker to me. Truly, just the same dude. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't get it anymore. I thought, I thought the match with Lucasaurus was cool, but he's just like, he's just Jeff Cobb light, and I'm not even a big fan of Jeff Cobb like that. Oh yuck! Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Cobb had one one show, and then and then did yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying so hard to rebuild that bridge that the elite burned <laughs> by bringing Jeff Cobb over. And as far as Jungle Boy, I know he's young. I know there's room to grow. When he grows, I will be here. I will be there and say that I like where this is going. But as of right now. He's just another person that can take L's because he's super young, and it is what it is. <laughs> uh, some wi- some women stuff, just a little bit. Uh, Britt Baker's back, and she needs to win that damn belt. <laughs> I've I've been saying it for weeks. She needs to win that belt because Hikaru Shida is truly not doing it for me, and I don't think she's doing it for a lot of people anymore, especially the way that AEW has been booking her. Just I hope mean, they, I hope they got something. I hope they got something for Britt when she gets that belt because she's been doing so well in the chase that when she finally gets it, I really, really pray she can keep that that momentum up because they they gotta have yeah. challengers lined up for her when she gets that belt because right now she's killing it without it to a point where I'm like, do she really need it? She doesn't, but it looks weird that she doesn't have it. 
I just feel like you she's I mean? off the belt as far as being the most entertaining on the sh- uh, thing on the show. I thought she was great mm-hmm. on the show. Um, I, I I think she's definitely one of my favorite like promos and just characters on AEW right now. Um, to a point where it's like it, it, you know she gets the belt, then she's got to start like they got to have she, a new, a new she twist. lose. <laughs> yeah, she, well, not has a lose, but like she, there has to be a new twist that keeps her interesting with the belt. And I mm-hmm. think that that's the that's the struggle they have on AEW is that they have a baby face right now that's not interesting, a heel that's interesting but has doesn't have the belt. <laughs> so like the heel doesn't really need the belt to me if she can still just be doing the same thing she's been doing. Like she can't like Britt Baker can't get the belt and keep doing the same thing she's doing right now. Yeah, definitely. I all I can truly see with her having the belt is. She will have challengers lined up. Uh, Chris Statlander says she'll be back soon. I'm not watching Dark, but I hope Nyla Rose is getting wins so she could possibly be uh, a number one contender at some point. Big score. Right? Huh? She's a heel, though. Yeah. Well, shit, fuck it. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> Big Swole does have that win over her, but the rankings are so important, they might not mention that. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. I'm not sure because they do have a lot of women, but they're all on dark and they're all get squashed. So I don't know if they're truly gonna give anybody that shot. Like I don't think Red Velvet is truly gonna be the next big baby face that comes out of a uh, AEW. Riho's not coming back. She's signed with Stardom, so I don't know what they. Oh, Rio said, "Fuck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> The bag talks over here, baby. <laughs> yeah, Rio said, "Fuck out of here! I'm out. Y'all didn't know what to do with me when I was here." That's Boy, crazy. They really, they really didn't. Y'all boy uh, green. <laughs> Next, we have Taz doing another promo that gets his team nowhere. He's just there to fill for time, and I'm just like, "What are they doing with Brian Cage and Ricky Starks? Because they come out every week, they win matches." Ricky Starks is, I think Taz said he won nine of his 10 matches and he has gotten nothing, but Darby Allen comes back and gets a lot. That <laughs> says a lot about the rankings in AEW and how they feel about Team Taz. He should be going for uh, Moxley. Oh boy, should he? But guess what? It don't matter because for some reason he's not in that tournament, which he should be in. Yikes. And they're kind of just focused. Uh, they're kind of just focused with uh, Darby Allen and Will Hobbs, who was once again absent. He's losing momentum. <laughs> oh, he had Tony. Uh, he has Steve all there though, so it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> why is Why is Steve all there, man? <laughs> I gotta get internet points, bro. Internet points. That's why. I guess, but like right now, I don't. I don't know what they're doing with Team Taz. He. Brian Cage still has that FTW title that truly means nothing. <laughs> I would call it meant a lot. Well, guess not. It, it, it's kind of crazy where Taz says um, Brian Cage was given nothing, but they had a whole segment where he's awarded a championship. That doesn't matter. Uh, so let's let's do something with them or not have them featured on the show so much, like. I just feel like it's a it's a kind of just a waste of time at this point. And Will Hobbs getting all the you know praise from the internet, you know, and fans, and doing just not on he's just not on the show anymore. Yeah, he's not. I, I heard a lot about this kid. He wasn't on the show, so he 
He was side by side with Moxley and Darby Allen. He loses to Brian Cage. Now, uh, no, I think he beat Brian Cage. I'm unsure, but Darby Allen comes out and then just like steals his spotlight, and now he's nowhere to be found. Hopefully, More he didn't white. come in contact with anybody. <laughs> More white folk. That's all I gotta say. I don't see Darby Allen having that championship ever, so I think they need to stop <laughs> or well, slow it down. Is, my thing is, is like uh, the, you can do a lot of potential. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, what, where, where are they, where are they taking, where are they taking these people to? Where, where are the, where are the stories still going? Like, you know, I, I, I do think Taz is a is a good talker. Uh, Ricky Starks, he looks like a dweeb to me, but like Brian Cage looks like a bigger dweeb with that little ass belt on. But like again, like the segment was just like whatever. You know, it was just like I, I feel like Taz is part of the show. Like, like he, like he's the main part of this 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 deal and. You know, I I wasn't too sold on, on Ricky Starks talking either. Like his promo, oh, where where he where he flubbed his words. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was meh. Again, it goes again. It goes with like there's people who can do unwritten, unscripted, and there's people who can't do it, and they need a little bit of coaching. And he might be one of those people that can do that. There's not everyone that can that can that can pull that off, and that proved mm-hmm. it. And that also the revival as well. <laughs> so that'd be one of them. And you know what? We'll get to that with. The Young Bucks win the triple, uh, the Fatal Four Way Tag Match, and they'll be challenging the Revival for their the AEW Championship. Finally, let's get the shit out of the way, and then we can finally move forward with our like with the tag division and get other people some spots. This match was a cluster. It was a pure clusterfuck. Uh, obviously, you guys have already seen the headlines of the of uh, what's what's the guy who got knocked uh, out? Uh, Alex Alex- Reynolds. Yeah, Alex Reynolds got knocked out, and they're wrestling over basically a knocked out body. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody, I think Meltzer said, "Oh, he's fine." And I was like, "Okay, but he, did he, he get any type of impact testing? Is he like he was he, knocked he, completely out?" He he's fine because he got up on his own and walked out. Okay, so did Shibata. Yeah, it 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 was a, it was again irresponsible, and it happened twice on this show. Mm-hmm. As far as fatal four ways, it was about what you would expect, and and I think like. There was a level of measured chaos in the in the six man from NXT that was different from this one, where it was just like it was the Bucks who were on a different level than everyone else in this match. Let's just yeah. be clear, and then and everyone it, else who was trying to catch up to them. And all, all and the Bucks were moving much faster than everybody else, and I feel like they tried to tone it back by just breaking up pinfalls. Like yeah. they broke up like a lot of pinfalls at the uh, at the start of the match, and then towards the end, they just kind of just like finished it. You know, they're just like, yeah, we're done here. And then just smoked everybody. And they they kept trying to play to, like, private parties beat the Bucks before. You never know. No, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> so it, it, it's just weird. But hopefully after the Bucks and FTR feud, maybe we can see some other faces, like, rise to the top. Well, let's just really talk about it. Like, the, the, the Revival are in the same spot that they were in the WWE. Yes, and, that's true. And at the end of the day, they don't talk better. I mean, let, let, let's just be clear. They've, they've been given the belts. They've been given the opportunity and the time. They've beaten a lot of people. They've been given the chance to do what they couldn't, I guess, do in the WWE. Uh, uh, no weird gimmicks. No weird, you know, outfits, whatever, whatever, whatever. And they, they just look like the same dudes. They're just the same guys. There's no doubting in my mind that they're great wrestlers. That's that's 
could that, I mean it's debatable, but when it comes to like putting together the matches, it just it don't work. That weird ass spot where it were uh was a Tully came out with a chair mm-hmm. and was supposed to think that it wasn't him. I was like, what the fuck was this? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it goes down the road of AEW being like two different shows. I mean, one of it is like a really deep south uh southern wrestling promotion, and that was a that was definitely a southern wrestling segment. And then it's mm. like high flying modern, you know, trying to be funny or die type shit. And that's what the mock, the, the uh, MJF and uh, Jericho thing was. And it was just like, it's just totally different. And at least like with, with WWE, like, you know, your mileage may vary with how much you enjoy the shows every single week, but it's like, at least maybe it's sterile to the point where it's like, okay, we're, we know what we're giving, what, what you know, what we're yeah. getting. And with AW, I just never know whenever I'm staring at this shit if I'm going to be getting Miro fighting over an arcade machine or I'm going to be getting, <laughs> you know, so many bleeding buckets at 959, you know? So it's, 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 it's weird. It's weird. Does it matter? All right. The bleeding buckets, does it truly matter what time it is? I just feel like if you're bleeding on the weekly television show, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's let's- a weird... It's up the weird uh, Southern wrestling. Got to break his uh, ankle spot. So, mm-hmm. so uh, what was it? Was it Matt? It was, it yeah, was Matt Jackson. So like, who's going to be selling his back? <laughs> Thank you, bro. Like, it's, it's, F- like has to sell, bro. It's like again, we know what this match is going to be. The, the, that match doesn't have a time limit, right? I, I think I heard someone say like their match isn't going to have a time limit or something like that. Oh, where? Hold on, let me double check that real, real fast. Or was I was I reading something else? Young, but uh, I think that might have been the Moxley and uh, Eddie Kingston match. That is an I quit match. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which that should be cool, I guess. But to talk about the champions on the show, FTR, they kind of just don't do it for me because I'm just not a big tag team wrestler guy or like tag team wrestling guy at this point. I feel like, uh, I, I'm just gonna come with terms with that, and I think that that's primarily why I don't enjoy AEW as much as everybody else that truly loves tag team wrestling. But when FTR loses these titles, what is next for them? They're gonna start doing joke angles that people are gonna love now, even though they didn't like it when they were doing it in the. E. Well, when they're not featured on the show constantly, what's going to happen? When they put newer talent over or feature more newer talent on the show and they kind of scale back on using them. The, is that when the shots come in? Mm. And I could say the same for Moxley as well. When he's not being used on the show, which I would think that would be a true disservice to them in general. But like when Moxley no longer has that title. What is next for Moxley? Who knows? <laughs> you like nobody I'm sees like, Moxley fucking around on the mid card. Maybe a break. But a break, and then what? He comes back and then messes around on the mid card. He'll get the TNT title. <laughs> like that's that. The, that's, that's the title to have. That's what Cody said. That's the title everybody wants. <laughs> So that's why whenever I do prediction predictions for AEW uh, pay-per-views is always just like, but what's going to happen next? You know, like we, we can focus on the show and be like, I want this person to win. I want this person to win, which is mostly how I do my predictions for most WWE shows. But with AEW is just like, 
what happens next on the show. Because it, it seems like they're writing it on a pay-per-view to pay-per-view. This this is way longer. This is we're going way longer on AEW. <laughs> I never wanted to talk about this show. Just to be clear. Well, we're gonna do the final the final segment. MJF versus uh, MJF with the Chris Jericho thing that is going to lead into a town hall discussion if MJF should be part of the inner circle. But I, I think it was uh, Santana last week who said, we don't want you. We don't like you. So what is there to talk about? This is what MJF is doing now? The, bi- the biggest heel truly... Uh, Eating dick to join a team that he truly doesn't have to join. Again, Jericho writing these these things and, and him leeching off of the the hot new guys, and then after he's done with them, like where's Orange Cassidy? He he got he got, he got his ass kicked by <laughs> Brody Lee. They got his ass kicked by Cody. Where's Pineapple Pete? Where's all these other people that he was supposed <laughs> to be getting over? Pineapple so Pete, Pineapple, Pineapple Pete with the real team. <laughs> it's, it's so weird how, like, again, like the elite are the orbit, and like, what happens to the show when 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 one of these five guys are not in the orbit anymore? Yes. Like, what what happens to this show? Because I feel like a lot of the people that they've they've been building, other than like, and again, do you really think Eddie Kingston's beating Moxley? Fuck no, because you know who's gonna win. You know, who think I, I think you know who I think is gonna win the fucking. Uh, the the uh the tournament is Kenny Omega and we're gonna get that match again. That's where it's leading. Yeah, and we're it's not gonna be any weird uh death match. It's gonna be Kenny yeah. back to the cleaner beating the hell out of Moxley. Yeah, it's it's and 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 that'll be I will damn, I would imagine that we're not gonna see that title change until the top of the new year. So Moxley's gonna have that title for over a year. Mm-hmm. And I know we probably slow shit down, but like that—that's what it's looking like. He's and everyone, that's what like like you said. Where does he go? Yes, and that—that's truly the discussion here. And for as far as the whole singing dance number or whatever, once again, this to me just feels like a bad improv segment. And based off what Jericho said on the uh, on the podcast, it is. The singing and dancing thing, you motherfuckers can't be serious. You you motherfuckers can't be serious. That's for them. <laughs> that's for them. I, I can't. Like, like Rick Ross said. <laughs> that's for them, but that's Rachel. <laughs> that's Rachel. I'm, I, I don't have much. I, like people will enjoy it. People will hate it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You know, it was, it was, again, here we go. Somebody drive. This is why I hate my neighborhood. It's more people. You need to go out to the suburbs, bro. I tell my fiance this. Like, it's it ruins everything. I I think it's I think it's because she's not there currently to uh, experience the chaos that happens uh, around in the neighborhood. She's yeah, just like it's that. whatever. But actually, that was the AEW. That's the time up. That's the, yeah. There we go. Actually, like, wrap, wrap it up. That, that's the AEW wrap up, right? Yeah, so we're we're gonna go into uh, NXT. 
fa- fairly lengthy on AEW, but you know, I know people appreciate it. <laughs> NXT match heavy. Got a lot of uh, a lot of good matches here. Not a lot of segments, and I felt like all a lot of the segments that were here worked. Uh, the Johnny Gargano and Candice pr- uh, practicing spinning the wheel was really good. Uh, what is it? Cameron Grimes and Loomis. They're gonna have their uh, haunted house of horrors match. Can't wait. Yeah, I absolutely can't wait for that. The uh, the little segment which uh, <laughs> Timothy Thatcher uh, training his student live. I thought it was really cool that they transitioned it into live. Uh, he caught it was looking spooky when dude tried to turn up on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just like, hey, hey, man. It was like the Daniel Pewter. I don't know if you've seen the Daniel Pewter. Oh, Angle. where he where he went crazy on Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 that it reminded me of that a little bit, and uh, I thought it was a cool throwback to that. I, I think mm-hmm. it, it was pretty dope. But um, again, like I my, I don't mind that you're having this type of stuff, but like do something with them. Like you had him. Yeah. Lose, you know, the U.S., you know, the, the North American title or, or, you you know, lose his shots to do that multiple times. Um, I'm just wondering what, what his long term idea is, because this is a show yeah. that seems like they do have plans for characters on the show. And it does feel like it is a environment and, and an ecosystem there, like more so than it has all year where things just kind of got thrown at the wall. You have established feuds now. You have established mm-hmm. things that are going into it. And, and I think it sucks that, you know. Not many people watch the show, you know, like because they're actually <laughs> doing some really cool stuff with with a lot of the characters. But I, I've honestly enjoyed NXT for the past month now. Yes, uh, NXT has been really enjoyable so far. I question a lot of things, not like negatively. I'm just like, where does it go from there? Just curious and speculating and stuff like that. But I think this episode of NXT was very good. Yeah. Um, it with especially with it just being match heavy and then the cool reveal at the end. But we're gonna start out with uh the first match on the show, which was um Dream, Champa, and Kushida. And I currently think that they're just really buying time for Finn, because I think Kushida very much is next up, but they don't want to make Kushida feel like he is stagnant again. Uh yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I think that that's a that's a good that's a that's a that's a good uh, read into that. I really honestly think Kushida should win the the North American title from uh from um, Priest. Priest. Yeah, I I really do think that if you're gonna do if you're gonna have him go that that route, because um, that's the one guy who has not beaten uh, Kushida yet, and mm-hmm. I think uh, he was one of the guys in that ladder match. So yeah, I would have him go through those people first before he gets up to Finn, because the thing is, it looks like Karrion Cross is gonna be back very soon. And yeah. <laughs> you don't, don't want to just toss the belt or toss, you know, Finn. Like if you if you can have Finn rest and then have him come back and then have Karrion come back. But here's the thing: Finn getting injured completely screeches the the title reign to a halt <laughs> from whatever yeah. they're trying to do. So it's gonna be really silly. They definitely don't want to uh, have that title vacated again. Exactly. So it's gonna look really silly when you have Karrion Cross come back and Finn come back, and neither of these guys can take a loss right now. So I'm very interested in seeing what they do. And, and a lot of people say, you know, they should just move carrying up. And I'm like, it doesn't seem like the main roster is even looking into the direction of NXT right now. And I think that is completely fine. NXT needs to establish some guys and get them up to a point where they're undisputed era level. Like we all want them to leave, but there's no room for these guys. Mm-hmm. On these shows right now, like they, they, it would just, I think it would hurt them more than anything. 
the, yeah. Show. On, on the show, I'm, I I will say I'm kind of tired of saying, like, call these guys up. And then they're they're still there for, like, four months, you know? So at this point, it's just, like, do something with them, you know? But um, next, I thought that when Austin Theory came out, it was just like, all right, roll the dice. Who going to kick his ass? And my dice landed on Tim Thatcher. I thought Tim Thatcher was going to come out and beat his ass this week. But it was Bronson Reed. And he smoked his ass twice. Yeah, that they have been... It's been interesting, the booking of all of the speaking out guys, right? <laughs> Get their ass kicked. Well, the thing with Kushida and, and Dream is that it looked as though Dream helped him at the end and was cheering for Kushida to win. Did you notice that? Oh, no. I'll, I, I, I'll have to watch it back. Yeah, he was, didn't tapping, he was tapping his wrist like Kushida does um, for the for his taunt. And then he, like, because Dream hit him on the head and then just went to go sit back down. He was clearly okay. <laughs> he was <laughs> And he like Kushida beat him, so it's looking like they're spinning off to Champa, uh, Dream in a, in a mid card few of two guys. Yeah. That shit about that's cool. We're we're cool with that. That means that I know what to skip. Um, but but it, <laughs> Bronson Reed comes out. He hasn't been out for a while. And then he squashes Austin Theory twice. So it looks like Theory's going to be off TV too. So yeah, uh, Austin Theory quits after getting his ass smoked twice by Bronson Reed, and I'm just like, okay. He needs a uh, better. Um, he needs a better, uh, better gimmick. His gimmick is, is bad, and this, mm-hmm. uh, this is this is a setup for a joke. But he does need a better gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think uh, when he comes back, I think the the whole all day thing will, will possibly end because he can't go all day because he's quitting. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. And the next match is the six man. Uh. I tweeted before the show went on, I'm not too excited about the six man because I knew that AEW was going to beat me over the head with tag matches later. But this tag match really impressed and coming out of it, I definitely think that it is no longer Santos versus Swerve. It is now Atlas versus uh, Santos. Yes, I I, I dig that a lot. Um, I I think that, again, Santos is one of my favorite parts of... um, of NXT right now. I just think he has mm-hmm. the look. He can talk. And this is another guy. Again, we talked about it before. Unscripted versus scripted. He makes the scripted sound unscripted. Mm-hmm. Makes it sound really good. Um, I, I, I think that it was, it was a really dope match. There was a lot of crazy stuff done. Uh, like that wild looking Spanish fly over the top. into everybody yeah. was like <laughs> completely insane looking. But again, it, it was action packed enough and not filled with rest holes to a point where we're like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, and, it was actually action-packed. Yeah, like, yeah it, it was a quick It was a quick sprint. I don't think it, it went uh, very long, like one commercial break. Uh, it was great, and I'm looking forward to Atlas getting his uh, title match. Um, when, Who do you think beats, beats him? Because now, now oh, NXT know. is 205 Live as well. So 205 Live is another mm-hmm. show, so. There are characters there that <laughs> are in the contention that I was forgetting that. Hey, they I, going I'm them. not thinking about who beats Santos until he has his match with Jordan Devlin, beats him, and then I'll think about who like he'll like end up losing the title to. I don't want to think too far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just have to see if Jordan Devlin can even come to the U.S. Um, 
Which I'm pretty sure they'll make it over there. There are people going going overseas right now. The thing is that Florida is um you're you're banned. I think you're banned to going. I think it's either getting there or going there from Europe. So it might be one of the two. Mm. They might have to have that motherfucker fly into another state and then drive down. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, just let him go to Boston and then fly down. Yeah, that that would work. But as of right now, I don't I don't think anybody's truly going to be uh, Santos until they wrap up that loose end. Uh, next for the main event, we're going to talk uh, talk about a lot of things that led up to it. The main event that was supposed to be Undisputed Era versus Brizongo, but slowly throughout the show, a lot of Undisputed Era has been taken out, and when Bobby Fish got when Bobby Fish got quote unquote hurt, I was just like, "All right, is this old nigga hurt, or is it actually an angle this time?" <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out, I think this is actually uh, it. Actually, just is an angle this time. Uh, then later on the show, Roger Strong also gets beat up, and then Kyle O'Reilly just kind of gifts the number one contender spot to Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, or the Britam Brawlers, or One Two Punch. Whatever the hell these niggas are called. <laughs> and they have a good match. It was good. I thought it was yeah. the weakest match on the show. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. they give Austin Theory way too much time, but it was probably the second weakest match on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the a shocking ending, there was a, a guy who showed up in a, in a, in a Cobra Commander mask and, <laughs> uh, and, and tossed that man, uh, Tossed well, the Fandango off the, the top rope. Who, who who's uh who's the guy from uh Watchmen? Uh, Looking Glass, I think that's his name. Yeah, Looking Glass. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy. I didn't even think of that. As soon as I saw him, I thought Cobra Commander. So again, I'm telling my age. <laughs> but uh, yes, Pat Ma- uh, Pat McAfee is back. Everybody hated him, but he is your uh. He's the guy that's been paying to get revenge on the Undisputed Era, and I think it it works. Yeah, it it, it I think it, it it hit a lot. Uh, it, it it hit it would have hit a lot more potently if Rich Holland was still around, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, I still think this works. I didn't see it coming at all, um, and you know I stay away from NXT spoilers. You know, until <laughs> I I, I, just, I literally only have my notification uh, tab one, but. Um, Pat McAfee coming back and, and being the one that helped them and his subsequent promo afterwards that they put on YouTube after I thought really sealed the deal here. They got to find uh, one more guy there for this so to work. Run, but, so they could run war games. Yeah, they got, they got to find one more guy. I think it's wild. That, that could be potentially be doing this, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. But does, a, does war games have to be eight men? Um, They yeah. can scale it back to six. Nah, we, well, who will be the, uh, who would be left out undisputed? Cole, because I think uh, I think the rib injury might be legit, unless Cole they just have him come in with, with Cole got beef with McAfee though, for real beef though, like that. Like, okay, yeah, so he has to uh, be a part, or maybe they just let them do it, and then, well, would you, would we want to see another match between, like another singles match between McAfee and Cole? Like I don't think that would hit again. I think we got what we needed to see from them. I think yeah. McAfee probably works a lot best in the plunder match like this where he could have weapons and shit like that. So I think mm-hmm. that 
that will work for him if we're going to book all the way to it's looking like December, honestly, um, for our war games. But, you know, looking at the roster for NXT, looking at the people that Undisputed Era have beat up, you know who jumps out to me, and that's Austin Theory mm-hmm. being that fourth guy. Um, oh, well. I I don't think it's like the best decision, but that looks to me like there's a guy on TV that could just, he could go right now. Yeah. But I'm just curious how Pat McAfee will bribe him into wrestling again. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. That's NXT and we are going fairly long. So we're going to just go right into um, predictions for the Halloween horror match. And before we get into the Priest and uh, EO match, let's get into the <laughs> the costume contest <laughs> between Wade Barrett and uh, Vic Joseph. That's going to be funny. He just needs to be, he just needs to come out in his Nexus gear. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> come out in his Nexus gear. That'd be hard. That'd be hard. Uh, I, I like that. I was joking, but that is a really great idea. <laughs> um, we have Grimes and Loomis uh, in their uh, Haunted House of Horrors match. I don't know what the hell that's going to be, but who do you think wins coming out of this? It has to be Loomis, right? I think I think the Cameron Grimes is probably one of my favorite guys on this roster right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been asking for it, though. So he probably does deserve to lose this. I'm going to go wild and say that I think he wins this match because wow. they're setting him up for something, man. They really are. I don't think mm-hmm. that him and uh, him and Damien aren't done yet. And I think that's why it's it, the, the, the actual North American title picture is so clogged because – Finn's have, out. Yeah, Finn's out. But you also have so many people that could go for this one belt. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually shocked they haven't even stuck um, – that they haven't stuck uh, – Cameron in a tag team yet, you know, because it, it's, it's literally like I, that's something I could because because these guys got to start getting some some accolades under the belt, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think they these two do have a feud. But again, like I say Cameron wins because Dexter can take a loss right now, especially in a no crowd era. And it won't it won't hurt him at all. Okay. And I, I think he could still come back the next week and still be the same guy. I think I think Cameron Grimes get by, gets by by the skin of his teeth. But I do think that he he survives. He doesn't win. Okay. Yeah, I I, I can definitely see that happen, uh, getting by by the skin of his teeth. But uh, now we have Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. I don't know. They they are truly prolonging the match between her and Io. But after this match, it has to be it, right? Yeah. I don't see Raquel winning this. She's not going to win this, but this is going to be yet another. This is going to test Rhea's role as a ring general. She's mm-hmm. been in the ring with Charlotte this year multiple times, been in the ring with EO. This is, you know, she's one of the old guards, so to speak, or NXT now. Mm-hmm. But now it'll it'll literally be like, okay, can she help put this person over now? And, um, you know, let's see what she can do. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see when that uh... – how that match goes. Raquel is okay from what we've seen in these tag matches that she's been having over the uh, couple of months. 
when she came out embodied Zia Lee and Team Ninja, I was just like, well, I guess, <laughs> you know, that th- those are very small people, you know. So maybe maybe NXT should get like another like big woman. So like Raquel could have squashed her at some point, but it's too late now. <laughs> but Rhea Ripley does have to come out uh, scraping the win here. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually, and I guess we'll talk about it. You know, getting into the EO match. I'm interested in seeing where the women's division goes from from there. Someone, someone's got to turn, and someone's got to got to do something here. Because again, I don't see EO holding the title much longer, but I also don't see her losing it very soon or as soon as War Games. I currently don't see anybody taking it off her that isn't real Ripley. But okay. we. We'll get into Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest for the North American Championship, and they will have to spin the wheel and make a deal. Now, there are a lot of possible stipulations. Yeah. Have you do do you know? Uh, have you seen uh, all the all the stipulations? Uh, not all of them. I know Johnny went through some of them. There, there have been like uh, there was like a, a, a TLS. Baird. Yeah, table ladders and scares, which yeah. <laughs> I was wilding when I said scaffolding last week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I know Justin, only, you're not that crazy, bro. That is the only thing that I like know that's in wrestling that starts with an S. So I just like went from there. But I just texted you uh, the all the stipulations that could possibly be chose. I it, see... If they're if they're kayfabe in this bikers chain match, if they're kayfabe in this, I will go with Shasi's choice, whatever that may be. I would, I would expect Shasi's choice for the women's match. I'm I'm truly expecting like a street fight because EO, I mean, uh, Candace did say she's undefeated in it. So I think it might be a time to break that streak. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think for Johnny, Johnny and uh, Damian, it's either a, a biker's chain match or if they really want to go wild with Because they're already going to have a cinematic match, from what I'm guessing, mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for uh, Cameron Grimes and, um, and Dex, Dexter and Loomis. So I would say a blindfold match or a biker's chain match for these two, if they're going to kayfabe it. Okay. Uh, who wins coming out of this? Oh, Damian Priest. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, ha- it has to be Priest. <laughs> Another good win to go into. Again, NXT, there's a lot of... Are they wrapping us up again? <laughs> it's, it's like people just love to drive their stupidly expensive cars. Very fast it's and loud. It, it's ridiculous. Um, I can see those two happening. And I, th- and I think that, again, Damian Priest, it's, it's very open in the North American title scene. Mm-hmm. Who it could be next? I really just don't know who it would be for him, honestly. Yeah, with, with Thatcher taking a lot of losses, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. And Priest has beaten everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so it is what it is. Where they go, where they go after Halloween Horror, God knows. But uh, now possible main event? I don't know. They just have it listed like this. Uh, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai for the women's match. Candice has to spin the wheel and make a deal. I went with Shotzi's choice. What do you What do you think it will be? I'll say Shotzi's choice. Um, 
I think that again, this is comeuppance for the Garganos <laughs> next week. <laughs> you know, this is this is the big revenge, the big payback for these two for being so annoying all uh, all year. Uh, I, I could see a street fight, but Shotzi might pick something completely wild that is not labeled on this wheel. So I would definitely yeah. that to happen. <laughs> Which is just like it may not be on this wheel, but what the fuck is most of these matches? Like, what is Devil's Playground? I have no clue. <laughs> she could pick that one because we don't know, you know. So yeah, uh, you know, I, I have no clue. But I, but I think again, it's also good to have Io do different types of matches just to kind of solidify mm-hmm. her 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 streak as far as like top women of the year. She's quietly top three. Let's just be clear here. Like, yeah, she quietly had a really great year. She she's not like featured weekly on NXT like a lot of the champions on the main roster are. But I think using her sparingly is working to her, like her advantage. Right, because well, even though she's featured not as regularly, her matchups are less stale in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. So, you know, we'll see what, what comes out of the Hell in a Cell uh, match with Bailey and Sasha this week, because I think those are, you know, you got one of the most undisputed, you know, I think, you know, Bailey's running away with it right now. But again, mm-hmm. it's definitely, we'll see what comes out of that and see how EO can top that. Yeah. I just remembered my theory that I thought of, and I, I think I, I think I may have tweeted it, but. Candice LeRae did say she's undefeated in a street fight, right? What if Indy Hartwell rigs the wheel so it is a street fight? That would be funny. I think that would would be hard. (laughs) There is an off chance that that Indy Hartwell gets involved in some way, shape, or form. I don't know if this will cause a... I don't know if we're seeing a a title change next week. I think the gimmick is the gimmicks and not the title change, the possibility of the title change, so... I wouldn't expect that. Yeah, Pete. We all wanted we all wanted Halloween Havoc. We're gonna get it, but I don't think this is actually like a pay per view pay per view. I just think this is just a special version of the show, you know. Yeah. So nothing crazy. But that's it for NXT, and that's it for us. We went fairly long. <laughs> I know you have things we're to do. Talking about skateboarding. It's we're talking about skateboarding. But I, I gotta <laughs> I gotta bounce. I got I got late fees in an hour. Uh, so we're, yep. we're we're moving, we're moving. So late fees this week uh, is going to be the Saw franchise, right? Uh, yes, yeah, Saw. It, it will be Saw. Uh, we I've watched every one of the movies. Uh, I think Pat has seen a large part of them. Uh, we got Eric to finally watch a full. His know. reviews has been the best. <laughs> oh my god, it's, it's it's like pulling teeth to get this guy to do it. Uh, He's so dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic about this, but we have a special guest. We have two special guests uh, on the show. The host of Girl That's Scary, that's Cat and Jazz. Cat is one of my homegirls. I've known her since college, um, and she's like a big horror fan. So it's going to be really, really fun. So check that out. Definitely, uh, you know, the, today it's it's going to be out today. So yeah, so check that out. A show, uh, Spawn Callers will be back. <laughs> light up to endure light up to endure whatever you, I don't got no plan next week. you got some gas on you <laughs> <laughs> you know how you be <laughs> um the g show we're finished but you can listen to all of that uh go on the rnc i mean uh the asia rnc twitter page and you can find our recommendations of all the g1 matches that you should watch uh, the the rewriters room. I don't New know episode. right now. New next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have a whole bunch of other stuff on our other channels. Uh, 
the lookout. Well, well, hold on, you're you're bearing the lead. A show third third anniversary, three year anniversary is next week. I haven't listened. I haven't. I haven't listened to the A show yet. I didn't know. <laughs> next week we got a huge. We got a huge. Uh, all hot takes next week. It's going to be all hot takes. So we're going to put the link out and make sure you guys uh, fill out your hot takes. We're going to have some special hot takes from some special people. Um, it's going to be super huge. Forget the rest of them challenge. We're, we strictly A show. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the 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 flagship. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the flagship. And me and you, we gotta we gotta record something too real soon. Uh, a little bit of Victory Road action. So, you're ready yeah, to we're we're gonna do that. But there will also be another ramen talk with me and Jamal. So, there's a lot of stuff coming. So, stay tuned for that, everybody. Peace out. Go vote. See ya. <laughs>